Hello, my name is Bill Cody. I'm the producer of the Chris Kirkwood Podcast. And on today's episode, we're joined in the studio by Jared Swilly and Cole Alexander of the band The Black Lips. The Black Lips are a band from Atlanta, Georgia, and one of the best live acts in the world today. Originally formed in Dunwoody, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta, after being thrown out of high school, they've recorded six full-length records, an EP, and several live albums. They have toured all over the world, including the Middle East, where they were named the best live show in Dubai in 2012. And now, here is Chris's conversation with Cole and Jared. Okay, well... We're rolling? Yes, this is called the, uh, this is the Chris Kirkwood Podcast Show. Because that's what we're calling it right now. What was the other name? Uh, Fuck the World, I believe, was no, the, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 uh, the, uh, d- distended ball sacks of, of elderly men being fondled by other elderly men, if I'm not mistaken. That was not going to work with these guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, right. we're here today, and, uh, this is, uh, obviously Chris Kirkwood again, and Jared... Willie and Cole Alexander from the wonderful Black Lips, who we just saw yesterday. Well, and I would like to say that this is my uh, this is our second attempt at podcasting. Uh, Bill Cody here, Bill Cody, say hello, Bill. Hello. Has uh, talked me into trying to do podcasts, and I would like to thank Jared and Cole very much for coming in from the Black Lips. Well, thank you, Chris, and, and thank you, Bill, for having us. This you is know? new to me, too. I'm, I don't think I've actually done this. I think Jared did I've one done before. One. You did a podcast? Yeah, I just remembered, like, a couple years ago. How'd it go? It went great. I mean, I was... Both of us got really, really drunk before. That's a good idea. And uh, let's get hammered oh, now. Oh, and he convinced the podcast host that uh, I was podcast kidnapped as a small child. That yeah, it I, can, true. I had, a, like, a running joke, like, that... Cole went missing in the sometime in the early '90s for a couple of years and doesn't have any memory of it. It's like been suppressed, and, and it's it, not true though. And it got yeah. like real somber, but I had him going for like 20 minutes, and he got kind of uncomfortable about it. Uh, who was the podcastee or podcastor? Uh, this guy Harmar Superstar. Uh huh. He's an entertainer. From, lives actually he's, lives between here and New York. We wanted to start running with the hooks more. There was there was this video from that band Soul Asylum in the '90s, and they, they had this song "Runaway Train." We, and the video, we, they, he's they, a good friend. Yeah. Of, uh, well, they show all the kids who are actually like missing, oh, which right, it was right. isn't a joke or whatever. But we were gonna re-edit it and put a childhood picture of picture me. Picture of yeah. Cole, <laughs> little bit the baby, little and, baby Cole, and be like, "See, that <laughs> was me to prove it. I was in that video." <laughs> you should get like Dave Perner to like we we found one, and here he is. <laughs> we found one. Yeah, it, it, it worked. <laughs> the video worked. Well, thank you guys for coming in, and uh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. now what do we talk about? Well, there's I, all kinds of things to talk about. Uh, the let, first time you guys played on a bill together? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, was we did the All Tomorrow's Parties in England. We did. And you guys played that. We and did. I don't know if you remember, but me and Jared were really impressed because there was a security task force, and one of the kids was American. They're all British, but one of the kids' like families... Uh-huh. was working it and they sent him from America but he was like a redneck to be security with all the other British people but they didn't like him because he got too like drunk and they got so sick of this kid who was supposed <laughs> to be doing security they tied him up to a tree and I don't know if it was you or your brother but you saw that and like where we come from you don't tie people to trees yeah no no no. where we like, come from get you don't loose. Right. and we thought that was cool you guys <laughs> and we cut him loose for, we got yeah. cut loose well good for us good on us we you actually know? got banned from 
all future ATPs for oh, life sweet. after that. Oh, nice. But I knew I knew it wasn't going to stick because uh, last year we did two ATPs. Oh, see, there you go. Because they, well, they get bands to curate it, uh-huh. and they picked Deer Hunter to curate it, which is good friends of, friends of ours. And they Didn't they play on that one we did? Yeah, yeah. they did. Weren't they there? Yeah. 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 And so they had us get on there, and then... I think they were su- they were really bummed about that because they got you know they can't censor them with who they're gonna they can't pick. say no and, and you guys yeah yeah as did one and they had us and they were like nice why'd yeah. you guys get banned well I mean I just got singled out uh, everyone was uh, going real crazy see that bass player syndrome yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone was going really crazy and like we were like raiding p- other people's cabins and starting food fights and like wasn't that a goofball place. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you put all those people in that kind of setting? Oh, totally. You know, I mean, that's I, that's the point of the thing. But it was ma- mainly for throwing food. And but that's it. Tipping over tables, just that's running it. around. Yeah, it was kind of dumb stuff. Oh, that's yeah. so. That's the, so. We read an article about there were certain bands that were banned that had no asshole policy, and it was killing joke. Butthole servers and us. The butthole like, servers. Yeah. Oh. And then so I wanted to have like an alternate, alternate parties across the street with all the bands that were banned. <laughs> the band, band, band. I heard bands. that Gibby was like into that idea, but we never got it together. We did that all tomorrow's party with Gibby's later, later, right? After yeah. the next one. And it was in that different place, that other yeah. seaside, you know, English oh, yeah, resort, yeah. you know, that's a little less... Crusty than that one we did, you know. Yeah, yeah. That one well, we were was, was pretty crusty, crusty. Yeah, wasn't it? Was. it? I was the fucking Uncle Ernie's fucking, you know, <laughs> you know, summer holiday camp, and uh, we did the one with the buttholes. And you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm a gracious, you know, sweetheart of a, of a guy, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever. We're like leaving the place, did the gig, and we're walking out, and we're all like, you know, hey, thanks, have, you know, have a good night, and. Gibby's with us, and, you know, we're talking about Gibby Haynes from the Butthole Surfers, right? And Gibby's a, a dear old pal, you know, and, and uh, but, you know, still a, uh, you know, he's Gibby, you know? And uh, as we're walking out, we're like, he's with us, and we're like going, okay, have a good night, you know, to all the people. And as, right behind us, Gibby's going, fuck off, fuck you, <laughs> right in their faces, you know? And he's a big motherfucker, and he's like, you know, it's just sweet. So, well, good on you for getting banned from that, and then getting back in. Yeah, to do it yeah. again. You know? well, we always had a policy because it doesn't happen really anymore because we can draw crowds and stuff. But the first few years we were ban- a band, we got banned from a lot of places. <laughs> but since then, pretty much, and I kind of like, we just told ourselves that, that like no bands would stick. Like we'd get around it somehow. Right. And we're just really determined. And every place that ever banned us has since had us back. Cool. And some club owners that have banned us before like joke about it now and they think it's funny. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's like that. I don't know. So some bands are like that. Tell me about you guys. I mean, where did you come from? When did you start? You know, what what's the story of the Black Lips? Uh, we're from Dunwoody, Georgia. It's uh, pretty much just on the edge of edge of Atlanta. Okay, like right at the city limits. Uh, we all grew up together. Or the current lineup right now, we all grew up together. Went to the same middle school and high school. Um, some people went to the same elementary schools. Uh, I don't know. We started in like '99, I think. Yeah, yeah we kind of started as a fantasy band, like pretending that we had a rock band, but we didn't really know how to play. Right. And then eventually, we we kind of got it together. I think we just booked a gig, and even though we didn't know how to play, but we had a gig, so we had to like kind of get it together a little bit. Right. Yeah. Our I think our drummer he. We, we were so naive that we got to the club and the drum, uh, the sound guy's like, "Okay, you need to kick your bass drum 
you know, test it, and he literally started kicking it with his foot. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we just started, like, in high school, and uh, we did our first tour when we were still in high school. Wow. But by then, we had all left, either been kicked out or quit. So we were able to start touring at, like, 16, 17. Wow. But yeah. that kind of sucked because, oh, no, at the time, it was awesome. Like, anywhere was awesome. Like, sleeping in the van was, like, great. Like, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was super cool. Um, but a lot of places we weren't a lot, like you would get to Chicago and they would be like, ask for our IDs and wouldn't let us play. Right. Like shows like canceled a lot of like the first time we played in LA, we had to sit in the van the whole time. And then when it was time to play, they walked us in and we had to sell. And then after the show, we had to sell our merch outside. Yeah. Yeah. I remember which that. is like kind of, you know, it doesn't make you look cool in front of girls. Not that we were getting any girls on those first couple tours, but. Yeah, I remember being like out in the parking lot. We were really bummed, but then uh, Dom Bowles, we didn't know, right? But we were so we knew who the germs were. But he pulled up in like in this creepy van and let us like drink in his van for a little bit. So it was like our backstage was his like that's awesome dark evil van. You know, and Don, I'm from Phoenix. Yeah, right? you guys are both yeah. from Arizona, right? And and Don's from out of there. Don Bowles, actually, the name that Don uses, his real name is Jimmy Giorsetti. Okay, Giorsetti. Right. That so, was like a newscaster, right? From like he was a he was a uh, a reporter, right? And it was back in the 70s, and, it, like, Phoenix is, uh, I don't know, you know, there was just this stuff going on where there were some kind of mobish kind of stuff, you know, that that he was investigating that had to do with, like, the development of the area, you know, and Phoenix has grown a whole lot in, over the years. And because of this, you know, developmental kind of mentality, you know, that these people wanted to be able to get to where they could, you know, just flatten the fucking pristine, you know, Sonoran Desert that Phoenix is, is right in the middle of, you know, and build their, you know, little pre-planned communities and sell them to people from the Midwest who are sick of being, you know, snowed in every winter or whatever, you know. And and Don was, the actual Don Bowles himself was, you know, investigating some of the fucking nefarious activities that were apparently occurring, you know. Uh, and, and they must have been because they decided to actually uh, plant a car bomb in his fucking car, you know, Whoa. and blow him up. You know, and they did, you know, and it, it was at the Clarendon Hotel, which is right around the corner from where I still live. You know, I live right in the middle of Phoenix still and the hotel is still there, you know, and it's kind of a foofy, you know, nice enough, you know, it's a hotel, you know, but he was he'd gone there for some meeting at lunch, came out afterwards, got in his fucking car, started the thing and the, and, and it exploded and like blew his legs off, you know, and he, he lingered for a while and then passed away from the from the injuries you know and that's wow. where jimmy got his name from you know yeah so, and, i've seen uh, that in movies the whole bomb trick like you get in your car and turn on the ignition and you like blow up oh yeah yeah and then you're on fire you know and then your fucking legs get blown off fuck that you know nightmarish you know yeah you gotta they gotta think that one out here's here's a good jimmy story the first time talking about jimmy's van the first gig we ever did right you know i'm the bass player from the meat puppets you guys know that you know yeah. and uh the first time we ever played out here in Los Angeles was with 45 Grave, which oh, yeah. is Jimmy's band, yeah, yeah. you know, with Paul Cutler, you know, and uh, Rob Graves and stuff, you know, and it was a fucking really good band. Mary Sims was singing, you know, it was really fucking a blast, you know, we got come out here and like, we, we were, you know, young, you know, and it was at this little art gallery downtown, you know, that this guy had. And I remember that evening, like, Jimmy, like, I, I don't mean to, you know, disparage Jimmy in any way, but he, like, stole some of the art, you know, from out of the fucking place, right? And then, you know who was there? It was, um, uh, 
oh fuck, what's his name? Passed away. White Flag. I've never oh, heard of that yeah, man. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know yeah. That um, what is his name? Um, he just died last year. Yeah, he just died like of, of of like. I was at his birthday party one time. Bill. Uh, what was it? It's Bill. Bill. Oh God, Bill. I'm sorry. I know, know we're losing I, our I'm minds. Fucking, you know, reverential to your memory. Uh, you know. Yeah. No. Um, well, well, we'll remember it at some. We'll point. remember it and put it in. You'll edit yes, it we'll, in. Yes, we'll edit it in. Edit it in. Yeah. There's a lot of you know. foggy memories yeah. going around. <laughs> but so. it was it was it was it was funny. It was it was all the guys. Anyway. Uh, well, he was there. The gig it was hilarious. He was there. El Duce was there. Oh wow! From the Mentors, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know we're like these kids from the desert. I was fucking young as crap, you know. And El Duce is like kneeling in front of the stage, like flipping us off, you know. <laughs> And bowing and flipping us off, and it was like this weird kind of like, what does this mean? You know, yeah. what does this all mean? And at the end of the night, uh, uh, God damn it, what's his fucking name? Bill, fucking uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh well, this is the the hell of my podcast. Welcome to my shitty ass fucking half ass fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll remember his name. Okay, we'll put it in there. You know, pretend like you know, use my voiceover. Uh, he he went out and so yeah, pull it up real quick. The Oracle. We'll He's going to pull, gonna it, pull up. it up. He's going to use the phone to pull it up. Uh, he went out and st- he loved the germs, right? And, you know, Donald's the drummer of the germs, yeah. you know? El Duce. Big, they're big fans. Huh? El Duce? No, not El Duce. Oh. This uh, dude from White Flag. Oh, okay. Who, okay. Who, we're going we're gonna to find We're going to get his in. name here real quickly, you know? It's just a brain fart, and I'm sorry, and I've just... He it, had that label, too. He was a, he was a, a kid that lived, like, you know, pretty far east of, of L.A. and would come into town and, you know make himself known and uh that night he stole jimmy's license plate bill off bartell. his van yeah bill bartell there you go sorry bill i'm sorry you know brother sleep rest in peace man you know and you know he passed away last year you know and and uh i actually saw him he came to that show that we did at that art gallery oh did he yeah okay. he was down there i was I, actually I, kept... I was with these guys in the middle east and i that when we got back to the United States, you had invited me to that art gallery show. Yeah, we did that. And, and I hadn't seen Bill in fucking years, you know. And, and he was just, he, he had a band, White Flag. There was, a, you know, the other side of Black Flag or something in a way, you know. But he was such a Germs fan. And that night he stole Jimmy's license plate, right, off his van, you know. And and it said that it was Unit 666, you know, which is pretty wow. far out, you know. It was, and it's just ages ago. The, and it was all foggy Los Angeles, you know, so. You think he like got his license plate to say that, or was it a coincidence? Oh no, like, abs- Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was a coincidence. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they actually like, spit out unit six six six. I think Jimmy purposely never got that. I want that on my that. car. Yeah, that's pretty badass. And Bill obviously wanted it, you know, and <laughs> snatched it up. And the whole evening, it was our first gig here in town, you know. And and it's that Phoenix connection, you know, that got us us out here to this place, you know. So so let's talk about you guys going to fucking Iraq. Yeah. yeah. Bill helped us set it up. Jeremy set it up for us. We had we had always kind of like just joked about it. not not like joking, but just like say it like in interviews or just talk about how we wanted to be the first punk band to tour the Middle East. And uh, I think we mentioned it to Bill. Oh, Bill, because we knew he had taught or been in Erbil, Iraq, and knew people out there. And we had mentioned like that would be awesome if we could play Iraq, and he was like, "Oh, we could probably do that." And then, it took then we were two, like, Uh-oh. yeah, a couple years later, now we do planning. It. <laughs> How do you know Bill? Uh, uh, originally, I met them. There was this. I, two of my films were playing on the documentary channel. There was this 
young man who's Bill is a filmmaker. Uh, called me up and said, "Would you advise on this film? I want to do about." He wanted to riff on my film a million years ago called Athens, Georgia, Inside Out, and uh, the film didn't. Yeah, it was okay. It was an okay film, but uh, that's how. I oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's called We Fun, and uh, it was like uh, a, a documentary on the Atlanta music scene. Yeah, but I, I wanted to make like kind of my film, and I want to go to the Middle East and. There's a film called uh, Kids Like You and Me. You can find it on Hulu. It uh, uh, shows them in the Middle East. And uh, So you made a film when you guys went over there. You made a film about it. Yeah. So what the fuck? What's the Middle East like? I mean, I, I mean, it's probably, I'm sure if we went right now, it would probably be a lot different than like when we were there before. Kind of scary. But it actually, I never felt uncomfortable. We were like, we were at, I guess we were there, there at a time when not much was happening right. going on. But I never felt uncomfortable. No one was ever mean to us, really. Uh, never really had any problems. We had a few shows canceled. Um, but that wasn't really that big of a deal. Where else did you go? Went to uh, Egypt, did two shows, or three shows in Egypt, in Cairo and Alexandria. Did Erbil, Iraq. God. Dubai and Amman and, uh, and uh, Beirut. They, they were named best show in Dubai under five thousand of two thousand twelve. Yeah, I, that's true. It was a hell of a show. Congratulations! That one was good. I think for a lot of people, we were the best rock show they'd ever seen. Because for some people, for it was the almost only rock all show. of them, it was the best. Like that was the tour that was we. Had, they'd never seen a rock the best show, show ever, right? Because we had no competition, <laughs> right? There's yeah, not a lot of rock <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On there. one show. There's a few rock bands. There's that one movie, Monica. You know Monica. You know. Mm-hmm. Palavar's back east. She made that movie. She went over there and filmed. It's that band that like was being a rock band over there, you know. And what heavy metal in Baghdad? Yeah, that was something like. Yeah, oh, that was actually our uh, label did that. And is it that one band? Is and yeah, and Cross the Calda. I just saw those guys uh, a few days ago. And they're in, in they December. live here now. Yeah. yeah, they got they were like they got refugee status, and they it's funny they like our label helped them get. Uh, their refugee status and like lobbied for them and they ended up working they came over to new york and started working at our friend's dad's restaurant like completely unrelated but they were like i was because i saw them i was like they were telling me they got jobs i was like where and they told me the name of the restaurant i was like oh that's a good that's my friend's dad's place it's called mustache right it's actually really good if you're ever in new york what's it called uh mustache mustache yeah there's a the shout out to mustache anybody really good you need to get some iraqi food yeah they have a dish in Iraq called Uzi. And that is? And there's I think a, it's like a bunch of like pitas and like bread and stuff, but I just like to even the food. It's like, named after, it sounds like it's named after a gun. It's not, it's but it's like after a gun, you know? <laughs> Any food that's named it's after a, a gun. Stuff. That's kind of a coincidence. Uzi was a Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy that invented the The guy the that gun. made the gun was yeah. Jewish? Was he yeah. Israeli or something? Yeah, he was an Israeli commando that like invented it. The Israelis love were... Iraqi food though. Huh? The Israelis love Iraqi food though, because when we we played Israel before and they, we played honest... over there too. Yeah, yeah. That was that's why second. we actually got our show in Jordan, can... our original show in Jordan canceled because they figured out, or they found out the promoters found out we went we had toured Israel and they were threatening. Not they canceled the show and then some. I'm assuming they were a student group. Uh, were we threatened. met with them. Yeah, we yeah. met them. Yeah, they were like students, but they were going to... We, we got lectured. They were going to picket our show and like have a boycott, which is... Because you played in Israel. Yeah. 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 I thought it was kind of silly, so we were like, all right, when we contacted them, we were like, why don't we go out for 
pizza and we'll just talk about it. And uh, <laughs> we like invited them to the show. I don't think they, none of them came to the show, but they just basically just lectured us on why Israel was like an apartheid state and all this stuff. And I don't know. They're, I just felt like it was, <laughs> it was kind of silly. And they were mad at the, uh, we were on, we were on, <laughs> we were on tour with a Lebanese band. <laughs> we were on tour with a Lebanese band and they were like, they were giving the Lebanese kids shit because they had opened for a band in Beirut that had played in Israel. Okay. So I, I don't know. I don't think there's any way to please those kids like that. We know college kids, they know everything and those kids had strong opinions about that. Did you, I mean, did you... I disagreed with them because I don't see how us playing a bunch of small punk shows at, like, DIY venues is supporting, like, supporting anything. But I didn't really say anything because I didn't want, like, annoying kids standing outside with signs. Picking yeah. anything. I mean, yeah, a lot of the kids we played for in Israel, though, were, like, kind of against the state and were on the same side as the kids who are boycotting our show. Yeah, like, they, weren't, punish, like, they weren't down with I don't think there's, a, like, no one that has anything to do with how things work over there is going to see any of our shows in Israel. Right. It's like kids that are going there to drink beer. So. I, I thought Netanyahu was seen <laughs> yeah. rocking out to you guys. There's a lot of Likud party members there. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. It's thorny stuff. Yeah, it's says Harriet. There's yeah, something. but I always think my whole thing with like with music and stuff like that, with music and art, like there we go. You can't touch any of that with like. I mean, I guess some people it crosses over into being political, but I mean, I, I think that should be like untouchable and like. It should be. I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I mean, it's one of the reasons I got into music. You know what I mean? I mean, we live here in, you know, America, and it's it's not put upon in a lot of the ways that, you know, other parts of the world are. And, you know, the issues aren't as, as you know, touchy in a lot of ways. And I thought it was a gift to be able to play music, you know, to be able to live my life out through something as open-minded you know what i mean well, I, think, as, as I think the unyielding. point of it is to not have to deal with day-to-day bullshit or political stuff or anything i mean i'll play anywhere i don't care what's going on you know it's like it's just kids that want to have fun so but then you run up against people though that are very opinionated yeah yeah you know? to the degree that i mean look at how opinionated the, some of those people are over there you know where they will but i was just thought it was you, stupid you know, you know you all there's always a new group every time israel does something dickish like there's a new band that's like well never played Israel again it's like oh yeah the Pixies are never gonna play Israel again like like you know you think the politicians are like okay we gotta completely rethink everything like, no they don't care they don't give a shit if the Pixies come there or not it just makes them I think sometimes it's like people being like yeah I stood up for the cause like patting themselves on the back right makes them feel better about themselves but I think it's and I, I think that's one of the things that we were talking about when we went over there is it's like it's better to start a dialogue and be there and, and but I don't want to talk people. shit about like the Pixies or anybody that's their choice I like, I like the band but. yeah well actually I, th- I think I told you this because while that was all going on I happened to be hanging out with Kim Deal who Chris had a run in with years ago but anyway um, and I asked her about it I said you know they're busting my balls about the Pixies and she goes oh no we, we didn't not tour there because of the boycott she said, like, Charles was just scared, so we canceled. And she goes, I played there with the breeders. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll, 
you know, you you guys are a bit younger than me, you know, and the Pixies, the, 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 we played with them years ago. This is like years and years ago. And I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but like younger bands coming along and being the next wave or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Many times. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> and suddenly it was like, I was I was a little bit younger than you guys at that time. And suddenly there was this band opening for us in Kansas City, the Pixies, right? And uh, I got hammered. I was fucking hammered. Good and, right? And uh, and somehow, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an insecure, weak, you know, wretch, you know, <laughs> just lay it out, you know, and decided to, I don't know, I just turned on the whole evening, you know, and uh, wound up like fucking with Kim Deal, who I'm sorry to have done that to, you know what I mean? I have absolutely no beef with Kim, and I'd like to apologize at this point publicly since we're going on here, you know what I mean? You know, uh, she's told me about it since. I saw her years later, and she's like, you were a real douchebag, you know? I'm like, you know, yeah, probably, you know? So, uh, I don't know. That's some interesting shit, though. I mean, uh, the, the the Middle East is an interesting place, you know? And I mean, Israel's an interesting thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and do you think that can a people claim a part of the world like that? You know, is there is there like the biblical references to the to Israel and all that crap? Is it is it fucking legitimate? What do you guys think? I, right? Should we talk about I, this shit? I, I don't want to get scary too shit? I'm personally not for like the Zionist state. I think it's kind of. I think they the only thing is with me, it's like it doesn't really matter what you think. It's like it's where the, are you going to put all those people? It's yeah. like okay, there's no Israel tomorrow, so we're going to move. What's the population there? Twelve million. Yeah. I'd like to see Palestine at least be recognized as a state, but yeah, well, it's like yeah, okay, I can get there, on my everyone's own. there. Here's what state. I think: I can get on it. my own government yeah. about shit they do too. So it's right. like I think everybody's. I th- you know one up. of the things I've I've always been kind of shocked by is is nationalism. You know, it's one of the things that kind of kicks my ass. I mean, religion kicks my ass in a way. You know what I mean? That people are actually able to get so close to this particular idea, this such a specific idea. You know, and to believe it to so. So so fiercely, you know that they'll do the things that they do to other people because of it, you know. And then even even just nationalism, you know. One of the things that I'm a fan of is regionalism, you know. I yeah. dig. Yeah, I'm more of a really regionalist you know? than a nationalist. You know, I dig that sure. there's like certain areas, huh? There's also the term sectionalism. It's yeah. different than regionalism, I guess. Sectionalism. I just remember in mid, like middle school his, history class. He it's talked kind about of the that. same thing. It's, it's kind of similar. Is it? But yeah. it's sectional. <laughs> See that? <laughs> Too old. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's certain parts of the world that exude certain essences or whatever. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, they definitely have certain kind of plants and that kind of crap, you know, so the foods that come out of them are of a particular sort, you yeah. know, and that's lovely, you know, yeah. and the musics that come out of it them. It speaks to you, that Oh, that's one of that the things that I really region. fucking love, you know, I really love indigenous musics, you know. Where, where do you like, where sticks out to you that you like? Uh, anywhere, anywhere, yeah. you know, you anywhere, the stuff there. you know, I mean, I remember here's like the first time we ever went to Europe, uh, it was in 87, right? And we were in London and our tour manager, Zop, who's still around. <laughs> hey, Zop. What's up? what's up, brother? And it was like, what's Zop mean? He's like, it's been my nick since I was but a lad, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's charming as shit, you know, that's fucking <laughs> my just, nick, you know, <laughs> totally classic. And, uh, and you know, he said, you guys want to get some Indian food? And I never had Indian food. I'd never had it, you know? I just hadn't had it, you know? And we went out to an Indian food restaurant in, Lo- in London, and I just smoked my shit, you know? I fucking loved it, you know? And it's still one of my favorite 
foods along with so many other indigenous foods, you know, yeah. along with the indigenous musics that come out of these different places that are inspired by the region as opposed to like, you know, an ideal necessarily, yeah. you know what I mean? Or a dogma, you know, yeah. maybe I'm not that big on dogmas or something, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not down with people hurting each other over fucking ideas, you know? It seems like a bunch of shit to me, you know? And I don't want to get like, you know, in trouble doing my fucking little podcast here or whatever. But, you know, it just, it's, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's that necessary. And I've never really been able to quite fucking understand it, you know. So having been there, I mean, you guys saw it, you know, you're up yeah. close to it and personal. I mean. Yeah, we're not really a political band. We're like kind of just a fun loving band. And there's some bands to fill that void, you know, to be the political band. But we're like just fun loving kind yeah. of music, you know. Oh, totally, totally. You know, you know, and I see that in you guys, you know. And I saw it in you the first time I saw you. I saw you guys the first time at that ATP gig we did, all tomorrow's party gig that we did uh, in in London. And you know, and that here's a funny story. I'll I'll just reel this out real quick. The first time we were over there in in England, right? Our first European tour, right? We ended in London, and we all went shopping. You know, we we're like young men and like got fancy you know king's row gear and stuff and i got like pointy boots and shit you know and then that night we play the gig and then the fucking uh we're gonna drive down to portsmouth where zop lived and the next day we had off and then we we're gonna fly home the next day so the next day we're gonna go to portsmouth that night and then go to stonehenge nice right and then fly home the next day right so we leave london as we're leaving town it's storming like fuck right all of a sudden, it's just like raining like shit. We drive by the South African embassy, and there's more of the same crap, right? Now, now you're talking about not necessarily, you know, religious considerations, but racial considerations yeah. that divide people, you know, yeah. and make people fucking hurt each other in a, in a way that I can't get to. I just don't fucking, can't, you know, whatever. I don't need to get into it, you know. But so there's these protesters outside, and it's like three in the fucking morning. It's storming like shit, and they got their signs out. And this is a cool story about the band, the particulars of my band, you know, my brother, right, Kurt, our you know, the Meat Puppets, you know, guitar player. Uh, Davo, our sound guy, our old sound guy, Davo, rolls down the window and shouts at these people, party till the world obeys, right? <laughs> and then after that, my brother wrote a song, party till the world obeys. It's kind of like keep rocking in the free world, but like a different spin on you know, it, you know? And, <laughs> and Kurt taking something like that, it was just bitching, you know, to see yeah. that kind of creative spark, you know, where somebody fucking, you know, and Kurt's a cool, I don't know, I'm a fan of my brother's you know, I am work, too. you know, so... So then we, we drive out of London, we're at Portsmouth, like on the M1 or something, you know, and boom, we come to like a big fucking tree falling across the whole highway. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Zop, what the fuck? You know, is this like normal? And he's like, no, not really, you know. And he, <laughs> he told us about conkers, right, which are like chestnuts maybe or something. Or, and there was all this British kind of crazy shit, and we're like, fuck, we had to divert. And what it was was actually a hurricane that struck, a rare North Atlantic hurricane. Yeah, I don't hear about that. You know, that there. struck. But it was the same weekend that baby Jessica fell in the well. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah. You remember oh. baby Jessica, but I you was, don't remember the... I vaguely remember that. Well, because uh, so, our like friend's band has a song about... Uh, Adrian's band, Barracuda, has a song about baby Jessica. I think I remember that see? when I was like five or something. She right, fell in a know? well, right? She fell in a well, and she was a teeny little, a teeny little thing, you know? And they were actually able to rescue her out of it, you know, and 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 it caught you know America's attention. But that same weekend, you know, the the east coast of or the west coast or whatever the fuck of Europe was hit by a hurricane, you know, in in a way. And you know, and we were caught in it. 
and we w went wound our way through like street after you know road after road turning around diversion after diversion because these fucking hurricane kept blowing trees over in front of us you know it was intense until we finally got to the point that a tree blew over in front of us and then one blew over behind us and we had to get out of the van you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i like had my poncy you know english duds on <laughs> so i took all those off and i put on my brother's slippers he's got bigger feet than me you know so i'm like fuck and we're making our way up through these falling down trees up to this church that was uh uh at the top of this hill, you know, through the dark, and there's like electrical lines down, pulled down with this shit, you know, and it was, and and we, and then the eye of the hurricane came over, and it was so badass, right? Like it was Shakespearean, right? Yeah. It's fucking bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. It was cool as crap. These hundreds of years old fucking headstones and this church that has this thing about how you're always welcome, but the fucking thing's locked, you know. And we wound up actually taking refuge in this farmer's. Far, barn, you know. So you were at Stonehenge in the eye of the hurricane? This wasn't Stonehenge. We never made okay, it. We yeah. were on our way to Portsmouth. Did, so. the bar, did the farmer let you into his barn? He did. This other fucking guy, though, came out. We're like, we're, we're like, we need help, you know. And he's like, oh, go in the sorry, matey. You know, and it poofed off into the dark. <laughs> but this farmer actually took us in. You know where they, they would never kick you out if you knocked on their door and needed help? Afghanistan. Or Afghanistan. Pakistan, or Pakistan. There you go. Even if it was like an ISIS guy, they, the, the rule is they got to let you in for the night. Well, I mean, this guy took us in, you know, and, and maybe it's just down to, you know. The person. T to the person, and, and it's a cultural thing to a degree that it is. But anyways, we didn't fucking make it to fucking Stonehenge, you know what I mean? We wanted to spend the night in this barn. So years later, years later, I mean, fucking decades later, you know, we're on our way to do a gig with you guys at ATP, mm -hmm. right? And we're driving down there to fucking Camp Krusty or whatever the name of that place was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It was uh, something on L the beach. Lester's Clubhouse. Yeah, Camber yeah, Sands. Yeah. Camber Sands. Camber, yeah. Camber by the sea, you know? And, <laughs> and it was like, okay, here we go. And all of a sudden we come over this ridge and there's Stonehenge. And it's so sick. It's just like, fuck, there it is finally. You know, it's so iconic, you know? So we stop and did the little, you know, walkabout of Stonehenge. And then... Uh, We'd get back in the van, you know, and we'd start driving back down to the gig, still a ways away, stop to get gas, and Dennis, our our manager, was with us, you know, Dennis Pulaski was with us, and he gets out and puts ga gas in the fucking thing, right, and we start to drive out of the parking lot, and boom, the thing dies, because he put gas in oh, no. the oh, petrol diesel? vehicle, oh, yeah. Yeah. or the diesel vehicle, right, oh, no. so that gig that we played with you guys, we barely made, we wound up getting a cab. And, you know, making it down there. But I don't know. Fucking long, twisted fucking story. I'm trying to, you know. We actually, yeah. snuck, the, we went, the first time we went to Stonehenge, we didn't have any. It was our first European tour. And, right. lot, I mean, we were, like, just hemorrhaging money. Just, like, and we weren't getting paid. And we went there. I didn't realize they charged for it. So we just jumped the fence. and Sweet. Yeah, we probably snuck in. <laughs> snuck in. Good, 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 good. But I think at that point, they used to let you, like, get real close or in it. And at this point... Yeah, you had, you had to like stand, a, like... You had to yeah, stay away. Yeah, yeah, by the time I we got there... I always wanted to take, like, shrooms and go in the center. Like, like, like in the 70s. Om Exactly. You used to be able to just, like, sit on them. Like, you probably skate oh, them. The fucking thing's been there for ages, you know? And they, like the, I mean, the pyramids are like that. You can literally just climb up to the top of the pyramids. Can you? Did yeah. you guys go to the pyramids? Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, you're climbing sweet. all over. It says no climbing, but it's it's so chaotic there. The pyramid, It's just like, I saw a kid get bull whipped 
And then they threw a scorpion, a, a scorpion in his face. A scorpion. Well, that's, you know, that's... You it's know. just lawless. Like, all these Novel. bad ones were on horses, and, like, chasing the cops away. It was, like, it's pretty wow. lawless at the There's pyramids. There's a lot of Bedouins at the... At the... I, yeah. Some Russian kids I saw, they waited till the, the park closed, and they went all the way to the top of, like, the major pyramids and took pictures. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, they got in big trouble. Though. I guess they put the pictures out when they got home, and people got really mad. They like apologize, but the pictures are awesome. Like that. They're out there, like training. Yeah, the pyramids the are pyramids. awesome. Yeah, that, there's these kids awesome that run around. I mean, there's kids that annoy you everywhere. I mean, one like eight year old kept following us around everywhere, trying to get cigarettes from us, and we're like, no, we're not going to give it. You're a child, no cigarettes. <laughs> and he came back later with a cigarette. It was like, ha ha ha. I got a cigarette. Blew, blew the, he was kind of a badass, but blew it in our face. <laughs> and then some of the, like the older kids were hanging around. And uh, the older kids that were selling stuff, and he was kind of being a brat around them. So one guy just ran up with a bullwhip. It was like, whoosh, and just cracked him on his leg. And you just, he did that cry, that scream cry where no sound comes out. Right. And then another guy just walks up with a scorpion and throws what it. What the in fuck? His face. He just happened to have a scorpion. I guess he just grabbed one. I and mean, we were in the desert. I mean, you know, it's Egypt. Or they, you know? They, I, they might have a whole. That might be how the police work there. I'm yeah, not sure. a big bucket of scorpions. A, a big bucket of scorpions you know, that they fling at people. On hand. <laughs> I didn't actually see that, but... And, and look it. at this. The, the I mean, it's interesting. You guys actually go into the Middle East, you know, and there's the pyramids, which were built for religious reasons. You know what I mean? For, because of the beliefs that those people had. You know, definitely. I mean, the, you know, it's real specific stuff. And talk about extensive. I mean... It's it's fucked off, right? You know, I haven't been there, and and I'd you know like to go sorta, you know, to see the fucking thing. But you know, the circumstances are whatever, you know. And and yet, well, all these maybe years later, they were allegedly built for religious reasons by humans, or, or, or not. Just, I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, or not. Or, or aliens. Aliens. Yeah, aliens? Have you, have you seen, I hate a goddamn alien. <laughs> have you seen History Channel in the past like two years? It's pretty much all history is. Is aliens. Alien, yeah, aliens did everything. And, and, and Big Squatch. <laughs> I hate a goddamn Big Squatch and hate a goddamn alien. They both suck. Well, the Mormons think the aliens are coming back, just like the scientists. The, so. the Mormons? Yeah, have you ever seen what the they Mormons They have a... Like? I just recently realized they have a, like, equally as crazy, like, alien oh, theory to the yeah. Scientologists. I never knew that. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they you know what's so bitching? The fucking planet. Osmonds, man. You know? It's, <laughs> yeah. you know? They, they, their fucking record label... Is is called uh what, what's it called uh, co- the name of the planet, Kolob. Oh, were they? Oh, was it that's where that? fucking monkey god lives or yeah. special See, I, planet. I saw this great thing one time. It said Scientology plus 150 yeah, years equals it. Mormons. Yeah. So, oh, no, it doesn't. No, that's backwards. That's backwards. Mormons minus 150 years. Yeah, equals okay, Scientology. Like, they're like, yeah, they're like the equivalent. With with uh, uh fucking uh, Vaseline. And a, and, a, and a sensitive, tender touch, but you know, Planet Kolob is is, is like apparently what the where the Mo- Mormons believe that like God lives, you know, and that he's a man, you know, that he actually has like a physical man's shape, and big balls and stuff. Huh? He's got like big balls. He's got well, he's getting kind of old, you know, so his balls dro- drop into the toilet, right? <laughs> You're talking about elderly man's fucking ball sack syndrome. You know what I mean? It's fucking hellish. You guys will see. You guys will yeah. see. Just hang in there for well, a minute. Well, we, we will see droop. because we're probably going to be the first punk band to ever tour collab. 
You, you guys are totally. I, I've booked you there, and you know, I'm uh, the percentage may be a little high that I'm taking from you, but you know, it was a hard gig to get, you yeah. know, because God's a fucking, you know, a, a sensitive pretty, fucking fella. Well, he's also a very hard negotiator. Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. That's why. He, that's why you know the Osmonds were on his label because those guys could sling a fucking deal. That that's their record label. That fucking you know. There's yeah, that. Colab. Uh, Where's it called? Col- Colab. They. You know. I can't believe that didn't come out like. During Mitt Romney's campaign, like you think they would just, yeah, they just kind of like let it slide. You think they would just run, ran with that? I think they're like afraid to, like, you know, our people are fucking believe that shit or something. You know what I mean? And that's the the dichotomy to me. It's it it is just, you know, it's not even to me. I don't I don't care about any of this crap. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm a really intimate person with myself. You know, other people can definitely suck my fucking. But you know, we'll edit that out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But uh, you know, but uh, they could—they got this fucking, you know, their belief system. You know, and they, there's the fucking pyramids. Look at the effort that was put into building that. You know what I mean? And then suddenly, you know, decades, uh, centuries later, you know, here's another fucking thing that springs up, right? You know, and a guy can actually have that belief system and run for the leadership of you know hundreds of millions of people and a very powerful very wealthy you know batch of shit you know and have it be like you know chill in a way you know i, I don't give a fuck i'm religious is a bunch of shit man anybody fucking you know i'm now i'm gonna turn fucking nasty you know what i mean i, I, I don't mind it sometimes i grew up uh i mean in, in certain ways like i grew up in, in uh in the church which Every- church uh, it's non denominational, like church of it's basically like uh southern Pentecostal, like okay. speaking in tongues, like right on dancing and passing out kind of stuff. I they like were, that kind of crap. They were I, accused you know. of being years you know, my great grandfather was always, had always been I mean, even my dad was accused of being a snake handler by certain people. I mean there's ugly, ugly, ugly parts to it. I mean, a lot of people a bunch of some people in my family got in some trouble in the nineties and still From still snake handling? Out. No sex stuff. Oh, sex. Well, fuck like that. Money. Who cares? But uh, the only reason I can I can dig that one it was I like the music and I like the energy in it. Yeah. I don't believe in any of this stuff. I don't. I never really even did that much when I was a kid. But I was never mad at it because it was mostly mostly black church, right? And a lot of like poor Southern whites, right? Like just it was all churches around Georgia. I'm the only male in my family that's not a preacher. Wow. But, uh, on that side. Wow. But a lot of those people. I mean, their their lives kind of suck, and their jobs are terrible, and they're like, you know, they don't have health insurance. So it's basically this support system, and it gives someone to look forward to every week, like just yeah. a lot of destitute yeah. people and people who otherwise, I mean, that's like their that's their drug. I mean, I I well, booze a lot. That's and what go to parties and that's what punk rock was to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was my own little church. You know? Yeah. It, where it was like, yeah, it's the same. I look at it as like the, kind of like the same as far as having a community. And where, if someone yeah. in the church gets sick and doesn't have health insurance, you know, they take an offering for them, and it's and that's a nice thing. I mean, that's one of the nice. But it's things when about people get fanatical about it and trying to tell other people what to exactly. do. Yeah. I got no problem with religion. I'm all for freedom of religion. But you start getting on my balls, or the laws change. Yeah, me. keep but it out of. about this though? I, do do people need to you know have religion to have that kind of you know uh moral compass you know some, what i mean i think yeah. some people do because if you they know? didn't have that they'd be like well why I, some you know 
I think some people, I probably keeps a lot of people who otherwise would do crazy shit. Uh, it keeps them kind of like in line. It's like, oh, well, that's, some people aren't smart enough to just be so they're rational. So, so they're convinced that then there's an invisible super force that's watching them and yeah, they will cast them into the fucking, you know, flaming darkness of fucking Well, actually, my, my family taught you know? this thing. Called, really? My family taught this. Oh, fuck that. Sorry. My great uncle you know? started this thing called kingdom theology. Really? Which they got in a lot of what was trouble his name? for. Uh, he's the one that got in a lot of trouble too. Bishop, what did he do? Bishop how'd, Earl Paul. How did he get in trouble? Buggery? Yeah. Uh, ah. No, no. It was with it was with older women. Sweet. Like, just over the years, but he, I guess he got sued a lot. He had he invented the mega church. He's credit, credited with inventing the mega ah, church. Good on him. But he uh, taught that, and most of the people, they don't believe anyone goes to heaven or hell, or if anyone does, that there's, like, why would there be a God? Like, if he's that powerful, why would why would he get so mad that someone did something that he didn't like, that he'd send them so to hell? It just doesn't make does sense. everybody get? Everybody gets in. That's good. So you can I do like whatever. That. To where? Everybody gets in. Everybody gets in. So like, oh, fuck like... that shit, man. Mega church, sexual problems. Look out, baby. Here I come. But he shouldn't have gotten in trouble with the people because it's like, yeah, we're consenting adults and we had sex. It's not like I'm going to hell. I told you guys that. I've been telling you guys that for years. His congregation. Right. No, I like it. It's a, <laughs> uh, yeah, where do we sign up? I, I, you know. Well, I pretty much think the whole concept of heaven and hell is a bag of shit. Yeah, it is a you bag of shit. I mean? But we, I like, I like, <laughs> some, I like gospel music a lot. Yeah, I'm definitely. Glad, I'm glad. That, no, and uh, I love the vibe. I love that. You know, I love that. That's what I was talking about. Like punk rock got to me. You know, rock and roll did. You know, fucking jazz did to me. You know, you know, Craig, our our gracious engineer who's doing the podcast recordings, has a fucking thing of Frank Zappa on the wall in there. You know what I mean? It's shit that fucking got to my fucking soul. You know, and moved me. That could you know? be, yeah, spiritual feeling. You know what I mean? Definitely. You know? I and a sense of just a, a, that sense of anything, you know, of fucking anything. Because human existence is a strange fucking thing. And, uh, you know, we clean, we go for these things, you know, and certain of us go for them in, 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 in excess to the degree that we build pyramids, you know, we make Stonehenge. That's kind of badass. We're Frank though, Zappa. Like you know? I mean, it, I'll, and some of us do punk rock, like you guys, yeah. and me. <laughs> Hooray! One thing I always liked about gospel, I always said, like you can't get like really punker than that, and you can't put more passion in that. It's like, yeah, you know, other people outside that have, uh, you know, we our band sings about like weird thing, weird things, and like partying and chicks and cars and stuff. But they're singing about what in their minds is the supreme being like you can't beat that like in their minds they're screaming just like so passionately about what they think is forever or eternity but, but you both come from bands like your song bow down and die is basically a gospel song. yeah it was like and a, i love kind of yeah took okay. a gospel center and, wrote it or something and uh what's the one off of uh too high to die i have seen the higher mighty what's oh, the, coming down coming down from the mount that's a total spiritual song fuck no it's not that's about doing drugs. Well, okay, but... What do you say? The vibe or something like the that. The vibe is very... It's very... You both do songs that are very, very, like, kind of, like, loosely based on that kind of... Not even loosely. Very, you know... And, and I love both of those songs. 
Like I sing along with both of them. Yeah, yeah. coming down that would be like the hell in religion, I guess. <laughs> it's it's that one. I don't know. That's you know, that's uh that song touches on shit that's beyond me. I'm the fucking bass player. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jared? You know what I mean? Bass player type stuff. And uh, he don't. He's a tasty bass player. You're playing a fucking. Uh, was that a Hoffner? Yeah, it's a real Hoffner. That's a real Hoffner. Well, I played like you know the Guitar Center uh, remake because right. that's I like I can only I only really play short scale, but that's their cheap one there, right. and it looks cool. But I've been playing with it for so long that someone from Hoffner, I guess they have a Chicago office, the German one, uh, they actually contacted our manager and came out to our Chicago show and gave me one. And God I guess damn. I get free ones forever. Dear like, Hoffner. Please give me one of Jared's free bases. Well, that's what that's I'd the like only time Hoffner. brand loyalty for me has ever paid off. <laughs> and it wasn't even their brand a lot of times. I mean, the shape is, but a lot of times the Guitar Center ones were Epiphones. Right. But it was like a 250 bucker. So, and those ones you'd have to replace every year cuz they just kind of fall apart. That the German Hoffner, that's it's pretty sturdy. When did you start playing with it? It's been about a year. Over a year. And maybe. who played the Hoffner and made it, you know, what it was? Paul, Paul, Paul motherfucking McCartney, right? Yeah. You know? So well, I, wa- I kind of wanted to take it back. It's known as his. I want to try to, like, and, you know, he's real, like, posh boy and fancy and stuff. I, I mean, I, I like him a lot, but. Uh, he, wants, he wants to be known for the, the I wanna, Hoffner. I want to try take and it see back. Oh, you're, oh, you're trying to steal the Hoffner. Yeah, yeah. The you got to aim high. Aim high, definitely aim high. Well, that's a pretty fucking high, dude. You know, you aim pretty fucking high right there. <laughs> aim the I hear a bit of the Beatles in you guys. Is definitely. that we have yeah, like I the gang them. vocals and stuff? Huh? Yeah, we have like the gang vocals. The gang the vocals. influence, like everybody <laughs> sings. The gang vocals. No, gang. <laughs> you know, gang. Well, I only say what Cole, I want. Cole, you little beast. <laughs> you little monkey. You, you know? don't even know the half of it. <laughs> oh yes, I do. <laughs> and you'll know the other half soon, son. <laughs> All six, ten inches. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to boast. <laughs> I love, I love the Beatles. That was like. I mean, growing up, that was pretty much the first band I knew, just because my parents playing it all the time. So, I still listen to them on a weekly or sometimes daily basis. Yeah, yeah, we're big fans. Oh, can't you, go wrong. You should have seen them DJ the other night because it was all the bands that you love. It was Creedence, it was the Beatles, it was. That was yeah, Joe. That was Joe DJing. That was Joe DJing. But you guys, like you, they they have a nice collection of forty fives that they play when they DJ and. uh uh, you'd have to list off. I play most of these just like soul stuff. And well, I like to play a lot of girl group stuff. I make people get happy when they the hear the Shangri Las. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Shirelles. man, that good. stuff freaked me out, man. I had a crush on those girls for. I got years. to meet Mary. I got to go in the studio with Mary Weiss just like randomly uh, a few years ago. She was recording a record for this label Norton that we're friends with. And I just happened to be walking down the street, and I saw my friend. He's put out some records for us. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm recording Mary Weiss from the Shangri-Las. She's in there. And I was like, oh, my God, can I meet her? And I had just been on a break with this girl. I'd been dating on and off, and mm. Shangri-Las are her favorite band. And we happened to be in New York City at the exact same time. And it had been, like, maybe a month since we'd been broken up, and I was trying to <clears throat> get it back together. So I went in, and Mary Weiss was there. And I don't really get starstruck, but with her, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And she's like, how do I do this Facebook thing? So I was, like, helping her do her 
fix her Facebook page. And then I was like, hey, can I ask you a favor? Would you sign something for me if I got it? And she was like, yeah. And so I went to this record store next door and got the Shangri-La's record. I was like, could you make this out to the girl's name? It was like from Mary Weiss. And and then she flipped it over. She's like, who the fuck put this out? I guess it must have been a bootleg or something. (laughs) But later that night, I met up with that girl. I was like, look, I really got to see you. I got this thing for you. And uh, I gave her the personalized Shangri-La's record. And did it work? Yeah. And I you, slept you, over at her uh, hotel Are you room still with her? No, no, we're still friends. But okay. well, good. we ended up dating for like, a couple years after that. But yeah. Affairs that, at the heart are, are tough. Are tough. <laughs> you know? They're yeah. definitely tough. Uh, Amy, Amy Bassoni is doing a piece a series right now. Amy is Bill's girlfriend. And uh, I'll just bring her into this. Conversation because I can, you know. We can edit it out if we have to. If we we need to, I mean, for like contractual reasons or whatever, you know what I mean. If I'm like, she's doing a whole series about like divorced women uh, who are like in the paper, you know, from like the 30s and shit, you know. And there's pictures of these women, you know, and it's just uh, maybe that maybe that's at the heart of it. They're trying to publicly shame them for getting a divorce. They were more like just kind of basically. There's. Can I explain it? Okay, she gets these old pictures that are uh, that you can get, and when they had divorces back in the day, they used to camp out, right? It was kind of like the TMZ of the time, because you had to have a reason for a divorce. Am Am I saying this right? So they the, the these photographers from the various newspapers would stand out in front of the divorce courts and take pictures of these women. Sometimes in the courtroom, and then sometimes as they were exiting, that too, and then they would be like a yeah. little blurb yeah. about why the That's divorce. So bizarre. But I guess it like was rare back then. I guess I guess like people like gossip. They like to get up each other's butts, <laughs> you know. Definitely. You know, and that's like, I don't know, it seems to be such a, 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 a symptom of the world. I heard a statistic the other day that I found interesting that it took from like, you know, uh, zero BC or whatever from the timekeeping that we've been keeping to whatever to put a couple hundred million people on the planet, you know, like hundreds of years. And then now it happens like every fucking six months or something, wow. you know. So what about that? Do you What about humankind? Do you know, are, are we... Absolutely and utterly and completely doomed. We totally are, yeah, right? I think yeah, it kind of scares yeah. me. Oh, the totally. Thing kind of scares and who you. gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Because that's the kind of fucking nasty little monkeys that we are, right? It might be this cool is to a, watch it all in, you know. It's a, it's yeah. a genetic mutation. It's a it's an evolutionary fucking uh, branch of of torment that shan't mm. exist, right? Well, we're spiraling so fast now that it's just inevitable. I mean, there's too many people, and we're unreasonable. So, and it's gone. You know, it's, it's like just, I'll be, I think I'm pretty confident that I'll be done before that happens. Oh, but. thank God! Right? You know, I definitely will. You know, no, I'm like your fucking parents' age. You know what I mean? So, I always hear scientists say, like, "Oh, we got like another hundred thousand years, or like hundred, you know, hundred fifty years." But there's like a snowball effect happening. So yeah, it's like picking up speed. So it's like it's coming up sooner than we think of it. And then we'll be gone. And will it matter? Will it matter in the scope of the, like, universally? I mean, will it matter? I mean, does someone finds that our lives matter in the scope of the fucking, I guess you know, not. Uh, of infinity? No. I mean, of the, f- no like, when you look up at the stars, when you look up at the fucking sky, you know what I mean? At night. And and there's just the unending depth of fucking nothingness, and yet little sparkly little driblets of fucking 
energy here and there and whatnot, you know? Do we matter? Is there a point to all this, you know, other than our own, you know, our own... Well, in our you know, lives, like, who cares? I don't really care what happens after I die. So See, that's what I mean. Is, so is that is that what the mechanism is? Is that is that the, the you know, the... the the evolutionary like fucking breakdown in in humankind is that what it is 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 the is the mind anything that's worth considering other than i mean not worth considering i mean we're the ones that are only are able to consider it right you know but does it get to anything why the fuck were there dinosaurs right why the fuck is it the fucking planet you know why is there fucking anything you know a series of a, a series of fucking circum of of accidents, you know, yeah. a chaos fucking victim accidents. of a series of fucking accidents, you know. Beautiful accidents. In the words of, uh, well, that's chaos. Yeah. Don't you practice chaos magic, Cole? Or don't you dabble? Yeah, do that? you? I dabble a little. You're a dabbler yeah, in, in, in well, chaos. Chaos, chaos magic. Is you just... nutty little thing, you. <laughs> I'm gonna take you home and spank you. <laughs> <laughs> now that just means you like make up your own fucking. Oh, makeup. Magic, Let's like, talk about makeup. Oh, God, I love to smear makeup all over my face and get, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> Actually, I do like put makeup on sometimes, too. Oh, you handsome little you demon. smear it and shit. All right. Yeah. Okay, Call in well, the preacher. Um, I think we're getting close to wrapping up here. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I will say, uh, from for, this, is, this is definitely an interesting discussion from two of my favorite bands. Uh, I'd like to very much thank Jared yeah, and Cole for coming you for in, you guys. Us. Thank you. Absolutely. Honor us, Chris. Podcast number two. It's truly an honor. Thank Bill. You thank know, you, Bill. Bill's made this all happen. Thank Amy's you, Amy. has facilitated the whole situation. You guys uh, are sweet cats, man, and I dig you guys yeah, very yeah. much so. You know? I hope we can do more shows again. Well, yeah, fuck yeah. We'll fucking go out and fucking stomp yeah. the shit out of shit and fucking <laughs> bring about the end of fucking... The end. Yeah. I'll the see you there at the, the end, end, bro. <laughs> see you at the fucking dark side of the fucking moon. <laughs> Today's show was recorded at Winslow Court Studios in Hollywood, California.
Atlanta, Georgia. It's good to be here. It's really nice to be in Cairo. This is our first time ever in Egypt. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, thank you all for coming. Thank you.